नमस्ते एवरीबडी वेलकम टू कॉर्ट्स दिस वीक ऑन लाइव लॉ आई एम तानिया पांडे हियर विद द मोस्ट रीसेंट जजमेंट्स फ्रॉम कॉर्ट्स अक्रॉस इंडिया इफ यू आर न्यू हियर डू सब्सक्राइब टू लाइव लॉ एंड क्लिक द बेल आइकॉन टू गेट नोटिफाइड ऑफ द लेटेस्ट लीगल अपडेट्स वील बिगिन द एपिसोड विद जजमेंट्स फ्रॉम द सुप्रीम कोर्ट एंड देन कवर जजमेंट्स फ्रॉम द हाई कोर्ट्स एंड अदर कोर्ट्स द सुप्रीम कोर्ट हैज अपहेल्ड जजमेंट ऑफ द कर्नाटका हाई कोर्ट which had held that a married daughter is also entitled for appointment on compassionate grounds and there cannot be any discrimination between an unmarried daughter and a married daughter while dismissing the state of karnataka's challenge to the high court's order the bench of justices sanjay kishan call and mm sundresh relied on the december 2020 judgment of the karnataka high court in bhuvaneshwari v pranik versus state of karnataka which had held that excluding a married daughter from consideration for appointment on compassionate grounds is unconstitutional the supreme court has recently stayed the execution of the death sentence imposed on a man accused of raping a 7 year old girl in mansore in 2018 pending further consideration of the matter the bench has also directed a psychological evaluation of the accused and constitution of an evaluation team for the same a bench of justices you you lalit Ravindra Bhatt and Bela Trivedi issued these directions in a special leave petition filed challenging the order of the Madhya Pradesh High Court affirming death sentence awarded by the trial court. In a matter of reversal of a trial court's acquittal order by the High Court, the Supreme Court of India has reiterated that the reversal of acquittal is permissible only if the view of the trial court is not only erroneous but also unreasonable and perverse. A bench of justices Vineet Saran and Anirudh Bose made the observation in a criminal appeal filed against a Calcutta High Court's order reversing the judgment of acquittal passed by the trial court and convicting the appellant for offences under the Prevention of Corruption Act. The bench said that the view taken by the trial court was a possible view which was neither perverse nor unreasonable and in the facts and circumstances of the present case ought not to have been interfered with or reversed by the High Court. The Supreme Court has set aside an NCDRC order which directed the complainant to amend the complaint and challenge the subsequent repudiation of the claim. The top court affirmed that the party which moves the forum is dominus litis and is entitled to decide whether or not to amend the pleading or to pursue the complaint as it stands. The bench further clarified that the appellant could be at liberty to either pursue the complaint as it stands without any amendment or seek an amendment to the complaint or withdraw the complaint with liberty to file a fresh complaint to challenge the alleged act of repudiation the supreme court has held that if an order granting bail was bereft of relevant reasons then the same would entitle the prosecution or the informant to assail it before a higher forum the apex court clarified that though elaborate reasons are not required to be assigned while granting bail a cryptic order devoid of any reasoning is a blatant violation of the principles of natural justice with this a bench of justices l nageshwar rao b r gavai and b v nagaratna set aside an order of the patna high court granting bail to an accused for being cryptic and devoid of relevant reasons the supreme court has recently observed that the high court in a petition for quashing filed by the accused under section 482 crpc cannot issue directions against a third party who is neither before the court nor was given an opportunity of hearing before passing of the order the bench of justices am khanvilkar and ct ravi kumar 
while considering a special leave petition assailing a Punjab and Haryana High Court's order, in which the High Court had issued directions to proceed against the appellant in connection with the stated crime observed, that the High Court should not have ventured into an area which adversely affected a third party to the proceedings. The Supreme Court has observed that mere exhibition, brandishing or holding a weapon openly by offender to threaten and create fear or apprehension in the mind of the victim is sufficient to constitute an offence under Section 397 IPC. The bench of CJI N.V. Ramana and Justices A.S. Bopanna and Hima Kohli was considering an appeal against an order of the Madhya Pradesh High Court which had upheld the conviction by the trial court under Sections 392 and 397 IPC. The bench partly allowed the appeal by setting aside the conviction under Section 397 but sustained the appellant's conviction under Section 392 IPC. Let us now go over judgments from different high courts and other courts. The Delhi High Court has granted bail to a man who was in custody for nine years in an NDPS case, observing that while drug trafficking must be deterred with stringent punishments, plight of the under trials cannot be ignored. Deprivation of personal liberty without the assurance of speedy trial contravenes the principles enshrined in our constitution under Article 21 and is therefore unconstitutional to its very core. In such cases, in the absence of pronouncement of conviction, the process itself becomes the punishment, the bench of Justice Subramanian Prasad observed. The Bombay High Court has allowed a husband's application to transfer the domestic violence case filed against him by his wife from a metropolitan court to the family court, saying that both the cases would essentially give rise to common and connected questions. Justice C.V. Bhadang, in an order passed last week, also rejected various other contentions raised by the wife, including that her case against the husband and in-laws for not honouring the Metropolitan Court's order in the domestic violence case needs to be heard by the same court which was hearing the domestic violence case. While dealing with a plea that alleged that the affairs of the Lucknow Christian College are wholly mismanaged, the Allahabad High Court recently observed that the affairs of the educational institutions, particularly run by the charitable or religious organizations, such as the church and the society, should be conducted in a proper and transparent manner. Essentially, the bench of Justice Dinesh Kumar Singh was dealing with a plea filed by Bishop Subodh C. Mondal, wherein it was alleged that the properties of the church or the society had been sold off by persons who had been or are at the helm of the affairs of the society. The court, as an interim measure, directed the district magistrate Lucknow to take over the charge of the society as administrator to see that the affairs of the institution run by the society are properly managed. The Delhi High Court on 24th December annulled the marriage between a husband and wife after 16 years, observing that failure on the wife's part to disclose her mental disorder before her marriage with the husband constituted a fraud perpetrated upon him. Justice Vipin Sanghi and Justice Jasmeet Singh were dealing with an appeal filed by the husband challenging a family court order wherein his petition under Section 12 of the Hindu Marriage Act had been dismissed. It was the case of the husband that the marriage was the outcome of a calculated fraud that was perpetrated by the wife and her family members as they chose not to disclose a vital and crucial fact regarding her mental health. An Uttar Pradesh court on 23rd December 
directed the Uttar Pradesh police to register a first information report against senior advocate and Congress leader Salman Khurshid for his comments on Hindutva in his book Sunrise Over Ayodhya, Nationhood in Our Times. The court of additional chief judicial magistrate Shantanu Tyagi was dealing with a complaint lodged under section 156.3 CRPC, which alleged before the court that certain portions of Khurshid's book hurt the religious feelings of Hindus as it compared Hindutva or Hinduism to ISIS. With this, we've come to the end of today's episode. Thank you for joining us and for becoming a part of the Live Law family. I'm Tanya Pandey and you're watching Quotes this week. We'll meet again very soon. Until then, I wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Subscribe to our channel and press the bell icon to never miss a video from Live Law.